welcome to Jersey Guys Sports, your sports talk home for the Yanks, the Giants, the Rangers, and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I'm your host, Don. I want to thank you for listening today. Today I'm going to be discussing Rutgers football, losing on the road in Happy Valley to Penn State 27-6. So let's go ahead and get started. So Rutgers football, unfortunately, lost on the road to Penn State, 27-6. to They did not make it into the end zone yet again when traveling to Happy Valley. This time, mistakes in the form of turnovers and penalties, and especially ones in key spots, continue to haunt Rutgers out there in Happy Valley, Pennsylvania. The game was actually much closer than the 27-6 to score would indicate, but it never really felt like Rutgers had a chance to win this game anyway, but it certainly did not feel like a 27-6 to game. Uh, Rutgers went another game, as I mentioned, without a touchdown. Rutgers has not scored a single touchdown in Happy Valley since we joined the Big Ten. Ten years since we've scored a touchdown in Penn State, and that is just really not good enough. Pathetic. Now, in this one, Rutgers' defense played well, almost very well again, but it was undone by another poor Rutgers offensive performance and another offensive day where we could not find the end zone with a compass, you know, if we tried. Again, certainly conservative play calling, which I'm going to talk a lot about, contributed to that. Wimsat turned the ball over three more times, threw another interception, and he lost two more fumbles. Rutgers was also, once again, as I mentioned, way too conservative on offense. Basically, run on first down, run on second down, and then maybe, maybe pass on third down, if not run again. And you just cannot beat good teams that way, especially teams that have good defenses. You are not going to be able to run up the middle, run up the middle, try to pass with Gavin Wimsett of all people and think that that's a good way and a good game plan to try to beat Penn State on the road. I just, it boggles the mind. And this is the second week in a row against a really good defense that we have tried this methodology on offense. In other words, not throwing the ball hardly at all and certainly not throwing the ball on first down. And it makes no fucking sense at all. I have no idea what Kirk Sharaka and Greg Shiana were thinking on offense where they think we're going to run the ball, run the ball, and then maybe, maybe throw the ball. And it resulted in exactly what you'd think it would result in. And that's no touchdowns and six whole points. And I, if anyone says they were surprised that when they took this approach, they didn't have better results, I'd like you to raise your hand because I don't understand what you're thinking, right? You have to be able to throw the ball on first down. And if the quarterback is not someone that is trusted by the offensive coordinator or Greg Shano to actually throw the ball when needed, then why is he the quarterback? And that's, to me, what it seems like. It felt to me like this game was being played start to finish to not lose by Greg Shano and Kirk Sharaka. And it is not the way you will ever win a game. You can't play not to lose. You have to try to, you know, take what you can. Take big shots on first down. We know that Wimsat is not going to throw you for five or five touchdown passes or be able to win the game with his arm. But you cannot think you can just continue to run the ball up the middle, you know, two of the first three plays every series and actually do anything. And while we're on that point, I want to reemphasize these quote-unquote read options that we're running are not options at all. 
And Greg Shannon went on some weird-ass tangent when he was asked about that, actually, last week, believe it or not. I've been saying this all year, but finally a reporter asked him about it. You know, is Wimsett not allowed to actually run the ball on these read options? Because 99% of the time, he's handing the ball to an unguy. There's no option. It's just a handoff, right? So the, these plays we're calling read options are just fucking handoffs off tackle. They're nothing because the defense is never keying on Wimsett because Wimsett is never running the ball. If, he, if he, they run that play 10 times, at least nine, they're handing the ball off. So, so there's really no need to actually key on Wimsat and see what he's doing. They can all focus on Manungai, and they do, and they have been lately. And our rushing results have certainly reflected, you know, the stupidity in play calling and the inability of Wimsat to actually pull the ball out and run it. Today, I think once he tried to pull the ball out, fumbled it, we lost the ball, and Penn State scored. So... You know, this is a sign of how our offense is. Now, when we started the game, we actually had a good opening drive, again, for Rutgers, like we did last week. Wimsett actually hit on a few throws. He had a few good, really good runs, actually, on offense. And, and it wasn't the same old, you know, run-off tackle with Menungai, quote-unquote, read option plays. We actually threw the ball a few times on first down. We got down all the way to the one-yard line, got a holding penalty called. And, of course, everyone knew. The minute that flag was thrown, everyone knew that there was just absolutely no chance to Rutgers to score because we just we cannot overcome any, even the most minute of problems on offense, we cannot overcome. So they threw the flag and moved us back 10 yards, and, of course, we couldn't do anything, and we ended up kicking a field goal, and it was all downhill from there. Rutgers, I mentioned, has not scored a touchdown on the road in Penn State for over 10 years, since we joined the Big Ten. We're averaging 3.7 points per game in Happy Valley. This is our average, three points a game. This, this, is, this is the Rutgers team, you know, over the last couple of years, especially without Shiano, how terrible we've been. Um, then, you know, just continuing with the game after we, you know, we're snake bit, you know, and actually took a 3 nothing lead and, you know, got the bad penalty. Rutgers defense had their one bad drive of the game. They gave up a very long touchdown drive to Penn State. Rutgers then fumbled the ball on, on that handoff exchange I mentioned. Um, and basically, you know, Rutgers runs, runs three plays, essentially. Like, they're, they're so easy to fucking scout. It's like, you know, quote-unquote read option, which is not a read option, left. Quote-unquote read option, right. Or fake the handoff, and then Wimsat runs the ball up the middle past Mungai. So those are the three plays we run. Basically, those are 90% of our offensive plays. So on one of those three plays, he actually fumbled. Um, this time, it kind of actually looked like he tried to pull the ball out, and he didn't get it out right. It was deep in Penn State territory. The Rutgers did, again, though, stepped up. They played a good game. They held Penn State to a field goal, and it was only 10-3 at that point in the second quarter. Um, we did have a drive after that at the end of the first half, but again, we were called for holding again, another fucking holding penalty when we were driving and guess what happened? It stalled the drive. We ended up with another field goal and we ended up going into halftime down 10 to six. Now at the end of that half, right, we were on like the four or five yard line. We got a 10 yard holding penalty. We we're on the 15, right? We tried to run the ball. We tried to throw the ball, I think, once. but And then it was third down and goal from the 15. And he did not trust Gavin Wimpsett to actually throw the ball on third and 15. 
and third and goal from the 15. And I don't understand. And it's just, we ran the ball up the middle and that tells you all you need to know about how little confidence both Shiano and Kirk Sharaka have in Gavin Whipset. If you cannot trust your quarterback on a third and goal from the 15 yard line to throw the ball into the end zone, why is he our quarterback? What, what is he doing in there that's helping us win? If we cannot, if we have to run up the middle from inside the 15 yard line, when we have a timeout and we know the kicker is going to make it from the 15 anyway. So it's not like we need to gain a few more yards just to get in field goal range. You know, had he taken a knee and lined up in a victory formation or did what we did, it was going to be basically the same play, a made field goal. So there's just no point in that. It's like a give up fucking play. If you don't have confidence in Wimsat, you don't have confidence in Winsat. You cannot stand up on the podium and tell me, you know, this is our quarterback. He's improving. He's helping us. And then on third and goal from the 15, as the half is ending, run the ball up the middle. I mean, what is the point of that play? You've got to be shitting me. It tells you all you need to know about the confidence and lack thereof that this coach and coaches have in Wimsat. And if they tell you anything else but that, they're lying through their ass. Rutgers basically in this game was 100% playing not to lose. And guess what? You know, we lost. Just again, run, run, pass against a, you know a team like this. And the second half, it didn't go much better. We didn't. It was basically the same. I'm not going to recap every drive, but essentially the same thing. We ran, ran, tried to pass. Ran, ran, got sacked. Ran, ran, tried to pass. God forbid, you know, we try to actually pass on first down. Um, it was brutal as you'd expect it to be. We ended up with like 200 and where is it here? 229 total yards. Um, 13 first downs, not great at all. What what are you going to say? We had some killer, killer penalties, two fumbles by Wimsat and a big interception. Wimsat ended up with like being 10 for 16 for 130 passing yards. I mean, you know, there's not much there. What what are you going to say? Another 100 and, you know, he'll continue to be one of the worst ranked passers, you know, in the country. He came in as the worst passer in the country. He'll continue to be that. I mean, maybe his completion percentage would go up. I mean, I guess if you count completions to the other team, does that count? I don't know. But I don't want to just pile on the kid too much because there's nothing else to say. He's not a good quarterback, and we have to, have to, have to play somebody else next year. I cannot see another fucking 13 games of this guy in 2024 and without banging my head on the table. I just, I can't. I can't. Enough is enough is enough here. And obviously they don't have enough confidence in him. And he actually made a few decent passes today. You know, nothing great, but you know, a couple wide open plays where Washington had to one, he had to dive on the ground. The other, he had to go up and catch it behind him. But again, you know, what are you going to say? Penn State's got a great defense. We lost, we were expected to lose. So he ended up, you know, not really doing well at all. Um, let me see what else. Any other stats here to talk about? Isaiah Washington had five catches. Dremel had two. Ian Strong had two. And Jaquan Jackson only had one. Uh, they're not really using him. I really, 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 really want them to use Ian Strong more than they're doing. They, they, don't not, they do not target Ian Strong nearly enough. He is just freshman, strong, wide receiver, no pun intended. Uh, he can win 50-50 balls. He has good ups. He's fast. I know that we can't properly target him because we don't have a quarterback that can get the ball, but we have to try. I, I think Strong is going to develop into a really good asset if we actually have a quarterback that can get him the ball. 
And that's really it, guys. I don't, there's, I don't really have much else to say here, unfortunately, for this one. I do have a couple notes I wrote down. I want to look them up here. Um, okay, yeah. So we continue to get injury after injury after injury on Rutgers. And as the season goes on, it gets worse and worse. And I was saying it during the game. And finally, at the end of the game, even the announcer was saying, wow, there's a lot of injuries here for Rutgers. But I, as the game went on, it was ridiculous. By the end of the second quarter, we already had Johnny Langdon down. Um our starting left guard was out. Jennings, our excellent senior linebacker on defense, got hurt. Um, we had already lost, obviously, you know, Tyreen Powell for the rest of the year, as you guys know, earlier in the season. That was just a killer. He's our best player. Jennings is another excellent, excellent linebacker. He was a senior, and he went down just like a kick in the ass for Rutgers. He ended up coming back in. Then he got hurt a second time, late in the second half, and it was like, ah, oh, just Ridiculous. Langdon got hurt. He did not come back in. Sutton, our left, our right tackle, got hurt. He didn't come back in. A few other. I counted seven fucking injuries in the game on the Rutgers side. And it's just, it gets worse and worse every game. It's like they run three plays and there's another Rutgers player down injured on the field. Like, I, I don't know what's happening. If it's just a stroke of bad luck or we're just, the season's long at this point and, you know, it's all coming to fruition. But, Boy, we're getting a lot of injuries. What other notes that I have here? I talked about the play calling being completely and just ridiculously ultra conservative. And to me, you know, it shows that not only do the fans not trust Gavin Wimsap, but the coaching staff doesn't either. And that's just, uh, it's an indictment of Wimsap. We continue, continue, continue to have critical penalties at critical times against good teams. And it's just killing us. And I don't expect it. From Greg Shannon's teams, we didn't have it earlier in the year. But God damn it, if every big game now in the last four, we continue to have these just crushing, awful, terrible, mindless penalties. And it's just killing me. It's just, it's become a gigantic problem for Rutgers. Our punter, Applebee's, my last note here. He did have one good punt where he pinned down Penn State. Other than that, he continued to suck balls. and I don't like him at all. I hope we replace him next year. I don't have any feeling that we will. There's been no talk about replacing him. But I do not think this guy is a good punter. I don't think so. And for how bad our offense is, we actually need a really good punter to change the field position every now and then because certainly our offense can't move the ball at all. So maybe we need our punter to change field position. Appleby generally sucks monkey nuts this whole year, but he did have one good punt today, which pinned Penn State down. I mentioned when Rutgers was 6-2 and two a few games ago that Rutgers could very well lose their last four games after being 6-2 due to the really, really last tough last four games in our schedule. And unfortunately, it looks like it might come true. Rutgers is now 6-5 and five after starting 6-2. and two. And Rutgers ends their regular season outside of the bowl game uh, next week at home against Maryland. So that should be... One interesting game. Uh, Maryland was trailing barely Michigan in the fourth quarter late in that game by about five or six points. So uh, they're playing Michigan strong at home. They're going to be a tough opponent. We always struggle against Maryland. Hopefully we can not lose that game and end the season with a four-game losing streak, which would really sting and, in my mind, really take a lot of the air out of this season because we definitely, definitely, definitely have improved as a team. And I think it's important to see the good through the bad. Um, and, and I think it's important that we know we were in every single goddamn game this year. Every single game. And you could never say that over the last five, six, seven years for Rutgers. 
we were in the Ohio State game and probably should have won that, believe it or not. We were in the Wisconsin game until Wimsat did what he did. We were in the Michigan game until Wimsat did what he did, right? We were in the Iowa game until, you know, the offense just couldn't do anything at all. It was 6 nothing, right, entering the fourth quarter or the second half. It was... We we were in this game. It's it's just the final scores don't look great, but we have not been blown out in any game. There's no fifty two to three games this year, right? Like there used to be. Um, there is progress. There is progress to be seen. It's important to see that progress. There is a very hard ceiling over Rutgers, maybe with Wimsat at quarterback, maybe a giant cement ceiling that weighs a million pounds. We are just not going to go anywhere with this guy as our quarterback. I'm sorry. It's just, it's not going to happen. You cannot just try to run the ball in college football and expect to win anymore. You have to have a quarterback that can play. And it's hurting us. I know it's hurting us, but it's important that we see this year as a positive. Even if we lose to Maryland next week and end six and six as dreadful and as you know, annoying as that shit would be losing the last four games. It is important that you, everyone understands this is a building block and this team is better by a fair margin than, than all the previous teams outside of Wimsat. Um, so this is a good start and we need to keep the building box going. That's all I have for you. Thank you for listening to Jersey guy sports. Please subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends all about it. I'll be back soon with some more sports talk. Thank you.